to talk about God. You will need to know the man I speak so highly of. That man can change your life from zero to hero in no time. He can take you from the grass to your grace in no time. He's a man of easy words. September and it's our eighth day. We thank God for His mercies and His love and His grace for having given us once again another opportunity to be in His presence. Uh, my name is John Bosco, as usual, by the grace of God. This is out of worship, Donation Ministry Africa Live podcast, and uh, we appreciate God for His mercies and love. It has been a long time and it has been a while sometimes when we are not together uh, hearing from each other but texting have been going on um, greeting uh, like mornings afternoons and then the evenings through the articles that we always post and always that we give but we thank god for the opportunity and uh, 
the grace that he has given to us. We would like to take this opportunity to recognize the presence of the Holy Spirit who guides us and teaches us everything in everything that we are doing and uh, showing us the right path and exactly what we are supposed to do as Christians. Thank you for joining right now. Um, I want to send my greetings to everyone who is listening, those from uh, our live today just to mention continents, Africa, South and North America, uh, Australia, Europe, and then we can talk of Asia. Thank you so much for loving the ministry, all the supporters of the ministry. Thank you so much. Uh, may God bless you so much. And I know most of um, people, it's all about the love that they have. And one of the purposes that we have as the ministry is to help out people to grow spiritually and in, in this man of growing spiritually, of course, uh, it's delivered from God's word. So the more we give time to God's word as we are learning, as we are giving in time, and that's when we continue to be in position to learn, to grow, and understand most of things that we did not understand before. And one of our themes today that we are going to discuss about is going to be the kingdom builders, and of which we are going to look at different areas in the shortest time possible and uh, I just would like you to share and you comment you can even refer to your friends with your status and everywhere people to come and join us and they can listen together and at the end of the day we all going to benefit by the grace of God we thank the living God for his mercies and his love thing in our lives knowing that God reigns everything that we are doing um, one of the things or the characters how can I say it it can be a character it can be one of uh, the ways of God that his love is unconditional in everything and uh, he does not segregate that he loves this person more or the other no the Bible speaks in the book of Matthew that even uh, he raises the Son and this sun shines to the good and bad, to the evil and which is not evil. For the bad and good, even if it is rain, does not segregate that, ah, let me just make the rain to, um, to fall 
in the places only where there are good people. <laughs> but of course, in all areas and all places, you cannot find only good people. You might find that there are those, of course, who are doing certain things which are not maybe right with what God wants. But again, when He's providing the rain, it comes or it falls upon everyone, whether good or bad. So uh, we take that to be as God who is unconditional when it comes to his love. So his love is not segregative. He loves everyone. And I love the scripture in the book of Timothy which says that uh, he loves everyone to come to knowledge of truth and everyone to be saved. When we come to knowledge of knowing the truth, it means we are praising God and God becomes happy because we are continuing to understand him and if we can trace to know what is the truth uh, that is of course Christ Jesus that he said that once we believe in him we shall not perish but have eternal life and he is the way the truth and life in other words when we have Christ we have truth in us we have life in us and of course he is our way to heaven but if we don't have him, then there, there is a challenge of where shall we end up and where shall we go. So, what are the things that we need to put in our minds, the things that we need to think of or that we need to think about. We are in a moment whereby students are going back to schools and uh, people's uh, parents are preparing, are struggling, making sure that they can get school fees for children. We pray that may the living God continue to, <laughs> to do that. As we are continuing and we are going to pray as an opening prayer, let us read in Psalms 145 from verse 1 to verse 2. The Bible says that I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. And in this, we, we want to continue to understand that one can never praise enough body's glory, even if one tries. Every day set aside something you are thankful for and give thanks to the Lord in prayer. Every day give blessings to the Lord for all he has provided for you. Extol his name whenever there is a moment and let his angels hear that. Of course, whenever we come to the presence of God, even the angels join us together and worship together the Holy Father. The Bible says that the angels are worshiping God every day, day and night, every time as they are coming forth and back and forth, back and forth, up and down when they are glorifying Him using their wings. So when we join together on earth and we glorify the living God, others will be joined together with the angels in the same accord to worship the Almighty God. And as I've told you that as you're continuing and you're going to pray again, we are reminded in the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 21 up 23, it reminds us that we need to be steady fast. That do we need to praise our friends or to praise God? And in this we come to understand that as we read this passage, what came to our mind is supposed to be a line from the hymn which is we normally sing, which is called Amazing Grace. I personally once was lost and now I'm found. This is what Paul is saying to the Colossians. They were once alienated and enemies of God and now have been found through the preaching of the gospel, the good news. Now the job is to live what we say we believe. This should be 
lot easier for most of us who do not live in the fear of persecution and torture. In today's world, however, it seems that those who do live with this fear often are more faithful than the rest of us and more willing to face death rather than to deny their faith. We need to take a lesson from the corrosions of the past as well as our contemporaries who are faithful even to death. When you look at the lives of Stephen, they were stoned to death. So they, they, they persevered and they endured though it required them to die but they remained confessing Christ Jesus as their savior as their king as their father how often do we do that how often do we reach to an extent whereby we can even sacrifice our lives for the sake of Christ for the sake of the faith that we have in Christ but remember for him he sacrificed himself for our sake and we were forgiven by his stripes we were healed. By the torture he passed through, the death that he experienced, so that for us we might live. And though, therefore, those that are believing in him, that's when we are having the everlasting life as a gift and as a promise that is given to us by Christ Jesus. So the temptations we face are nothing in comparison. What does it matter if friends want to spend the night drinking or watching movies that go against everything we believe is right? Do we need to please our friends or to please God? We are also conditioned by the media to never be satisfied with what we have and often sacrifice time with our families to get that next best electronic toy or the newest car or the better vacation. This dissatisfaction can lead to contagiousness and greed we can still be lost in the world without even realizing it we need to look more how the promises of jesus can keep us grounded so that we can remain steadfast in our faith and stay found it has to be in our daily prayer as christians because now when you look into your life what affects and what let you down that can cause you to deny Christ to love other things more than Christ what is that thing in life that we make it God in our lives are we making Christ to be our God in our lives or something else is it media is it internet is that, are they gadgets are they friends or peer groups? Is there anything that we can think of or talk about that lead us in that same way? Therefore, Lord, we are so happy that you have allowed us to know you and your promises through the good news of Jesus, your Son and the Christ. Help us to stay grounded and set the first idea our ancestors in faith. Those of Abraham, those of Moses that stayed believing in you no matter what happened. We pray that our Almighty Father, may your name be exalted in the highest of heaven and your feet. We give our thanks and blessings and we pray that each and every day you hear our gratitude. Help us to maintain our daily prayers and duty to you, O Lord, so that we may never stray from your truth. Even tonight as we are continuing to learning, how can we expand and be the good kingdom builders? 
that may you guide us as the Holy Spirit and you give us the knowledge and the wisdom to do the right thing. As, as we are learning everything that you are going to learn, we pray that King of Glory, we put them in the foundation of our salvation and we tend to walk as Christians who are really, really, really committed to serve you and to follow you. We want to be true in our hearts about you and it's our prayer. Father, we pray for everyone who is discouraged, those who are suffering and passing through different challenges. In terms of provision, we believe and we pray that you are the provider and you are the helper. We pray that you guide us, you lead us, and we are ready to receive the knowledge, the truth from you. Because you are everything and you are the mighty God. Nothing we can trust apart from you. May you be glorified and magnified in this life. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen. I'm free to lift my hands and worship, Lord, I'm free, Lord, I'm free, free to dance and sing, free to lift my hands and worship, Lord, I'm free, Lord, I'm free, said I'm free to dance on today <laughs> today i want to discuss on these uh, following things and we are going to look at the kingdom builder with influence and uh, of course i'm going to be tackling different areas in life and i'm going to be giving different explanations to try uh, trying to give out what exactly that i'm trying to mean in this and of course it will help us out and this by the grace of god so as we are learning you are free to ask a question or you can free to raise up your concern and in any area that you feel like maybe you haven't gotten very well but 
my interest is all about being a kingdom builder and that kingdom builder is having influence and i'd like to tell you because someone may ask a question what if i don't have influence but i want to start telling that everyone has influence in one way or the other so the meaning of the kingdom when you read in matthew chapter 6 and verse 33 you can record it down if you can when you read in luke chapter 17 and verse 21 you can record it down for your personal reference and here we continue to understand that the kingdom of God is also called the kingdom of heaven in Christianity, the spiritual realm over which God reigns as king, or the fulfillment on earth of God's will. As we remember the, uh, our Lord's prayer in the book of Matthew, it reminds us there is a, a line that or we can quote out, which is like it says that, uh, let your kingdom come and let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven that's why i'm saying that this is a fulfillment of earth, on earth of god's will so it's god's will being fulfilled on earth as it is in heaven so that's what we call the kingdom and this kingdom is not uh it's not those who inherit this kingdom is not the trees or the, the properties or the so on no it is you and i those who have believed in christ jesus i want so much go there because there is a target i want to have here and uh, we need to ask ourselves how to use our given influence to be the kingdom builders and i would like to say as i said earlier that everyone has influence we all influence someone anybody institutions communities villages um, uh, ministries in the government even the ministries when it comes here for uh, our ministries as christians and god expects us to be good stewards of that influence for his kingdom's sake he did give us our influence for selfish purposes on our part but so that we might share the good news about him so that we could be kingdom builders and that is one of the major major purposes that we need to focus on as christians whichever department where you are in whichever deposition in whichever thing that you're doing just because you haven't yet known it or maybe you have not just discovered it but you are an influence uh to the king to the to the people uh, an influence to anyone or to someone for the expansion of god's kingdom how do we explain God's kingdom? Of course, one of the major points that we need to focus on is all about evangelism. Because what makes a kingdom to be expanded, it's delivered from the gospel that we are preaching. The more we share the good news or the word of God, and the more people that we get to Christ, the more people that get converted to Christ, and that is the more the kingdom is being enlarged or expanded. Because the kingdom of God is all about people. We are the ones on this planet earth so the more people come to christ in other words the numbers the more they are increasing when they are decreasing we are doing a disservice but when they are increasing through the evangelism through all the things that we are doing that attract people to christ and they believe in christ they come to christ they start to study god's word they start to, to grow in their spiritual life the kingdom is enlarging expanding because that's what defines that's the physical definition of god's kingdom on earth though however when we read in the book of matthew again even in the book of john the bible said that the kingdom of god is not drinking and eating but the peace and joy and righteousness of the holy spirit so that's how the kingdom of god is 
So when it comes to see practically how does it happen, how do we see, what are the indicators that are showing that the kingdom of God is growing, it's going to be the number of people that will convert to Christ. The number of people, not the, not the number of people that we have in church buildings, no, but the number of people that are turning to Christ from their worldly ways, from their uh, challenges that they have been facing when they were not born, when they were not Christians, when they had not believed in Christ. In other words, the non-believers, the more we have the believers of Christ, that's the more the kingdom of God is expanding. And what exactly is a kingdom builder? Now it extends or it exceeds on who we have converted to Christ and now we have coming to understand now this person who is a kingdom builder. This is a someone who is having a great purpose to live for. So, and for the Christian, we have the greatest purpose of all to rescue people for eternity through Jesus. Kingdom builders demonstrate a great commitment to the great commission and great commandment. Because the Great Commission has two things. It's a commission, at the same time, it's a commandment. We are allocated, we are commanded to go and preach the gospel over the world. That is Matthew 28 and verse 19. We are commanded, we are commissioned at the same time. So it requires our great commitment in doing this. And that's how we can expand God's kingdom. That's why we say, you must have a great purpose to live for. Our great purpose to live for and our major goal and the goal for Christ Jesus, he desires all people to come to the truth, to come to salvation and to the knowledge of his truth. In other words, himself. And that's what confirms this. Secondly, that someone who has the great principles to live by. A kingdom builder is one who has a different source from which to draw wisdom. God is eternal truth revealed in the Bible. There's no anywhere you're going to get what we call the manual, the direction, the guidance for what you're supposed to do. Not until you go to the God's word and that is the Bible. Because that is our manual. That is our manual. That is our guideline. That all the directions we need to take, the Holy Spirit is always reminds us through those scriptures. The more we open up the Bible and we read, we get reminded that this is what we have to do. We get guided that this is what we are supposed to follow. So those are guidelines. The Bible is a guideline on what and how, when, why, that we are supposed to do. Another thing that we need to focus on is all about the great power to live on. A kingdom builder operates in a different power that the rest of the world, the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit who offers guidance every step of the way. In due preaching the gospel, we need to be guided and helped. And who is going to guide us and help us in this? This is the Holy Spirit. And of course the Holy Spirit, that is power. You know when you have the Holy Spirit, you have wisdom. You have knowledge of how to do things. Because He's going to guide you how to do everything in life. He's going to lead you how to operate in all fields of life when it comes to evangelism and gospel conversations. 
it could be very difficult to start a gospel conversation in a taxi, in a bus, in a place, or in anywhere you are that you've gone, even door to door. But when you have allowed the Holy Spirit to lead you, always He will give you the starting point. He gives you the confidence. He gives you the, 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 the encouragement. You feel the boldness. You develop brevity and you can stand. You preach the gospel. You share God's word. And that those are good news that Christ Jesus died and rose. He died for our sins. He rose again so that we can see him as an example that we shall rise even if we die in this earthly body. So it's a great example that Christ has showed us and it is a promise and this promise brings us hope that one time we shall be with him in his kingdom forever and ever. Therefore we need the Holy Spirit who offers guidance in every step that we take in any way. Therefore once we neglect the Holy Spirit in other words we are neglecting the power the brevity the strength that is going to lead us in preaching the gospel and evangelizing for the expansion of God's kingdom we should not stand and we say that we are we are fearful fear can be taken away once we trust in the Holy Spirit when we trust in the Holy Spirit we are going to be encouraged and being strengthened and then at the end of the day we shall preach the gospel without fear quoting the words of paul that he was not ashamed of the gospel he knew and he was in a position that he was guided by the holy spirit and the holy spirit was with him guiding him in everything that he could do though at times he was persecuted he was in different challenges and situations and so on Therefore, even currently as Christians, as Church of God, ministers of Christ, we need to stand and allow the Holy Spirit to guide us. We allow Him to work in our lives. We allow Him. We make Him our best friend. We make Him our everything so that we can stand preaching the gospel, evangelizing. And at the end of the day, the kingdom of God is going to be expanded by the number of people, number of converts, converts that are going to turn to Christ. Another point that we can talk about is all about that the kingdom builder is a person with a great people to live with. A kingdom builder gathers with God's people and joins up with a small group for encouragement and accountability. You are not alone. There is a group of people that always you join with. That's why most especially you made it a routine that you come every Sunday to meet other believers so that we can share God's word. And this builds us up. And this encourages us up. And this helps us to grow spiritually. Because these groups, there are things that we don't know and through the discussions we come to understand. We receive encouragement because when we separate and we go to different areas, we face a lot of things. We find a lot of things, questions. We, 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 we become now to live a life of questions. Always we are questionable. Therefore, when we come together as a group of people who believe in the same Father, in the same Jesus Christ, we encourage each other. We get strengthened. We get encouraged. And we get reminded in so many things. Because I can tell you the truth that throughout the week someone may fail to look into the Bible. 
through the week someone may fail to look into God's word. But when this person comes in a group, he's going to be reminded and he's going to check on God's word, he's going to be encouraged, he's going to read some other things and so on. And everyone is living a different life. Therefore, for encouragement and accountability is one of the very crucial things. That small group, that's those people, those friends of yours that you connect with in the same faith that are accountable into your life. At least there are at least a dozen of principles that we learn from these scriptures and about how to use our influence as kingdom builders. They are a lot. But I would like you to allow me, we look at these following things. And these are some of ways that we can look at and they can help us. That we need to understand number one thing is that everybody has influence no matter who and no matter what. Doesn't matter your color, your size, your height and so on. But I would like to tell that everybody has influence. What you do with the influence you currently have will determine whether or not your influence grows more. And you have for more influence than you realize. You influence people every day through your smile, conversation, emailing, voting, etc. In order to understand what influence is, it's helpful to understand what influence is not. So when we look at these emailing things, articles that we send you, all that, that is an influence. We are influ you, are, you are influencing someone. When you send a message, for instance, in the morning and you say, Hey, my brother or my friend or my sister, good morning. How are you? How was, how was your night? You are influencing someone to give you a response. Whether the night was good or bad. And at the end of the day, you're going to influence someone by this. If it was bad, then you're going to say, okay, let's pray. Like, how would you see if we can pray together and we believe God for that bad night that you had? Or if it was good, you join together with that person and you pray, thanking God for the good night. So you can influence someone in so many things. That's, that, that is just through uh, emailing or maybe WhatsApping. Maybe I, I normally tell my friends that... Uh, the message you post on your status speaks a lot because there are so many people who are your followers <laughs> unknowingly. There are people that you inspire unknowingly. Always they are waiting. What are you going to post? <laughs> and I've just come to realize that uh, after one month before and uh, I've been realizing it that whenever I put a post on my status, not even more than five minutes when I'm, I'm, I'm having like 20 people who have just seen it immediately as if they are ready to see what John Bosco has posted today or at this point. So these are, <laughs> these are some of the things I'm talking about. There are those people that in their lives they feel like you are inspiring them. They love what you're posting. Now, if it comes and you are a bad influencer, it means you're going to post things which are going to lead people in a different way. Because you can never know the message you have posted in the status, how it's going to make an impact in someone's life. Emailing, voting, and so on. But in order to understand what influence is, it is helpful to understand what influence is not. And the first thing we need to understand is that influence is not a position. 
it's not a position, whether political position, whether uh, what, it's not all about pastoral, it's not all about that I'm a minister of this and this and this, I'm a leader of this and this and this. No, influence is not a position. Influence is not authority. You don't need to make give orders and make orders, people and so on. And influence is not fame. Don't think that because of the influence that you have, that you're going to depend on fame. The godly influence we are talking about it does not even it does not even connect it to what you might call it as fame. Influence is not fame. Influence is not worth. You can have your wealth, you can have your money, you can have your properties and so on. But influence is not all about that. You can have any of those and not actually have influence at all. Position, authority, fame, and wealth. But as began from up, I told you, everybody, everyone has influence. Number two, God expects me to use the influence he's, he has given to me. Influence is like a muscle. The more you use it, the more it grows. It takes courage. You have to get out of your comfort zone. Speak up when you are intimidated and serve others when you don't feel like it. Jesus challenged us to let us our light, to let our light shine and to be like salt that preserves and flavors the world around us. In other words, you have to decide to put your influence to use. Don't sleep with your influence. Leave your comfort zone, stand, evangelize, use yourselves wisely, post the, the, the articles, the statements that are going to give courage to people, that are going to communicate something to people, not naked things. Hmm? So influence people positively not negatively. Number three that we need to look at is all about that our influence is for the benefit of others. Most of times that when we are exercising our influence, we tend to make it a beneficiary to ourselves. But our influence is for the benefit of others. When God gives you influence, it isn't for the purpose of making you rich or famous, especially for your own pleasure. He gives you influence because he uses people to help other people. It's all about others. And the blessings of your influence are not for you to consume, but for you to share. So the more you become rich, the more you become blessed through the influence that you've made. Because people appreciate of the work that you're doing in their lives. Please, share with others. Don't be selfish. Share with others. Let your influence not be self-centered. Let it be generous. Let it be for other people, not you. Number four, if I'm not influencing them, they're influencing me. This is a slogan that I always put, up, put, up, put across or put in front of me. That if, people if I'm not influencing these people, or else people are going to influence me. This is one of those truths naively does miss not only do we all influence others but we are all influenced by others as well we have role models in life 
And when we are unaware of the power that others have to influence us well, we will allow our hearts to compromise. Just as Lot failed to influence the cities of the plain in Genesis, we too can become attached to the values of the culture we are hoping to change. Your family, your friends, your peer groups, and so on. If you don't influence them, they are going to influence you. So you need to be very careful. What kind of influence are you in? And what part and what is going to be your position? Number five. Of course, before I go to number five, I can talk about um, the culture. There are so many cultures that are having different things I believe in and they love. So when you go in those cultures, are you going to start doing the same things? Because sometimes even we quote scriptures and we say, the Bible says that when you go, huh? no, Baganda, the normally one is saying that, most especially they say, in other words, when you go where they eat dogs, you have to eat the dog. I think the, 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 the concept behind that is that when you go in a community, don't behave as an alien. <laughs> like, be like them. You have to be like them. You have to make sure that you fit in them, trying to do certain things that, of course, that, that they may not stumble on your foreign culture that you brought in in their uh, society. But that is has that is having a degree that has a degree. It is not that you need to do everything because you need to fit in that whatever. Doesn't mean that when you go to a bar because that's where they sell because people most of them are drunk and, and even you get drunk and because you want to fit in them. <laughs> so those are the things we need to so we need to be very wise. Yeah, we need to be very wise. Number five, the purpose of influence is to speak up for those that have no influence at all. Psalm 72 reminds us, and it is a prayer for leaders, and it says that, Please stand up for the poor, help the children of the needy, come down hard on the cruel trilands. In other words, God priests help leaders to use their influence on behalf of those who have little voice or platform of their own, the poor, the fatherless, the diseased and isolated, the slave and the oppressed. Psalm 72 reminds me a lot of things. When we look at our current situation in our country, a lot of things are going on. The government, the opposition, political leaders and so on, politicians, different kinds of leaders. Everyone who stands on media, everyone who stands in their own offices and they speak whatever they want. But the influence they have, sometimes some of them have not used it well, and others have tried to use them well. But the Bible reminds us that we need to speak, we need to use our influence on behalf of those who have little voice or platform of their own. And those are the poor, the fatherless, the diseased and isolated, the slave and the oppressed. So, when anything happens in life and uh, people are oppressed, do you stand on the side of the oppressed or you stand on the side of the oppressors? <laughs> 
So do you stand on the side of oppressors or on the side of oppressed? So we need to weigh that and we need to know what is our position as people with influence. You are a pastor. People are listening to you. Now, for instance, here on podcast, so many people are listening to us. Recently, we had um, a mission to come Mwenge. And this mission, we had to believe for God to do his will in the lives of people of Kamwenge. So I raised the concern that the people of Kamwenge wouldn't have gotten the opportunity to come on this podcast. Maybe even on the social, the, the, the social platforms or the, uh, the social media platforms that I opened up. They wouldn't have gotten the opportunity maybe to be heard their situation. But I had to use my influence to, to the listeners, those that are listening Heart of Worship from all social media platforms. I had to use my influence to raise up the concern that we need to stand with the people of Kamwenge. There are those who do not have what to put on. There are those who are struggling to get something to eat. There are those who are struggling even to preach the gospel. Very, the ministers in the church, they are, they are not well. Things are not right. Things are not going on well. So they had someone. I had to stand using my influence to talk to people, telling people on podcasts, telling people on different social media platforms that ladies and gentlemen, people of Kamwang need help. So you need to use your influence on behalf of those who do not have little voice or the platform to exercise and even to express their concerns. How many people have you been on the side of the poor and you talk using your influence to tell your friends, your people, you have your friends. I was telling my friend that I had a friend of mine. Let me not even talk about the friend of mine. But my mom, my mom grew up having clothes from 2000 when. And one time I told her, but mom, why don't we share? these clothes, all these things and we give them to the poor and she used to have a perspective that ah, these are things I'm remembering, you know this one was a gift, was given to me in 2001 so <laughs> but when you count, 10 years 15 years down on the road she's still having the properties or certain things so we had to sort that out and I had to influence her and talk to telling her that you know what now, these clothes that have taken 10 years as because she was just keeping them. And they were still okay. They had no problem. So, there are people there. They are, when you look in their closets, when you look in their wardrobes, when you look in their houses, they have things for years and years. So, let those things, people be influenced and be told that there are people who doesn't have what to put on. They give out those things and they use the new ones that they have gotten and that's how life is because you cannot use the same thing for almost 20 years or 15 years at the same time you reach at a time and even you get tired of it so <laughs> help the needy and when you read in the book of james reminds us that the only religion that jesus christ or that the bible believes in the only religion that the Bible believes in, because the religion means something that you're doing over and over and over and over the same. And the religion that the Bible talks about is all about giving the needy, helping the poor, 
visiting those who are in prisons, those who are in different places, and so on. That is the religion that the Bible believes in. So if we, wa we want to be religious, we need to be people who are using our influence to stand for those who have little voice or platform. They cannot exercise, they cannot express their concerns because they have no way out. And the only way that we can help them is to stand with them and we say, you know what, this area and this region needs help. Word of Life most, most of times organizes what we call um, um, Samaritan Sunday. But you can look at the lives of people, how people are eager to get what to put on. How people are eager. They are ready even to give you attention. You preach to them, you talk to them. But when it comes to take an attire, they feel like something, they feel like life has changed. So some of the things are going to change our people. Not because that these are the things we use as if it is a bribe. No. But we are giving help, assistance in their lives. And this is the religion that we are talking about. Therefore, ladies and gentlemen, as kingdom builders, we need to use our influence for the, to become, we need to use our influence as the voice on behalf of those who have little voice or platform. And the Bible has told us that those are the poor, the fatherless, the diseased, the isolated, the slave, the oppressed. So don't chase them away. Don't chase them away. Don't neglect. Don't isolate them. Don't reject them. And don't abandon them. But be a voice. Use your influence to be the voice of those who do not have any voice or platform to express and exercise their concerns in a community. And areas, even in our country, Uganda, there are those people that, of course, I give respect the way how they have handled all the issues politically, even raising the concerns for the Ugandans and so on. And even the government, there are those in opposition, even there are those who are doing it well. Therefore, we need to continue praying to, for each other, and at the end of the day, it's the God's kingdom that is going to benefit. In all this and lastly we are going to look at the point that I'll answer to God for how I used my influence this is my last point it says I'll answer God I'll answer to God for how I used my influence and this is calling for accountability God has given you influence God has given the capability and the capacity to use your influence to help others as we have, said, we have seen in point number five that the purpose of influence is to speak up for those who have no influence. So you who is given the influence, you're going to be answerable to God. God needs an accountability. How have you used your influence? How far have you used your influence to help people? And how long? When did you use your influence to help people? When did you use your influence to see that God's kingdom is expanded? I'm internally accountable for how I use the influence 
God gave me in this life. What I do with my influence in the temporary world matters forever. And the Bible is filled with the proof of this. When it comes to behavior, when it comes to helping the needy, when it comes to preaching the word of God, when it comes to evangelism, that's why I said, no, I'm not going to wait to have laptops. I'm not going to wait to have media. And I'm not going to wait to have billions and millions of money for me to spread the gospel. No, I'm using my smartphone, the little I have, to reach those that I can reach, to share, the, to share God's word with those that I can with the little gadget that I have. Because these things, there is an accountability that we have to give. And if you had influence and used it wrongly, again, you have to be accountable. And it is already punishable. And the punishment of us we know. So if we use our influence very well and we do not sit down and we say that for us we are nothing, no, we are not nothing. Everyone can influence anyone in one way or the other. The person you sit with on the border border, the person you sit with in a car, in a taxi, in a bus, the journeys that you take and so on. When I was in Kamweng, there are so many things that we did and I didn't know that these people, some of them, they didn't know how to do them so i found myself participating it was their first time even to see or to have the campfire <laughs> so they were influenced in that and up to now it is still in their mind and you never know they might want to start that and they're doing it every time just to have that conversion because whenever they converge they will be sharing God's word, reminding themselves for the world, for the work that Jesus did at the cross and so on. So, my influence, what I do with my influence in the temporary world matters forever. And we need to note that every day that passes, how have you used your influence? And the Bible is filled with the proof of all this. So the question God will ask every human being is, in his judgment is, what did you do with my son, Jesus? Because the, the reason that's why we have Jesus, that we need to spread this Jesus to the rest of the world. Those are the good news. They are starting with the word that Jesus died on the cross and rose again. Therefore, we were saved from our sins. We are now children of God. That is John 1 to love. That those who do believe in, received in him or believed in him were given the authority to become children of God. The right to become the children of God. You know, the word right, in other words, you have the capability. You are mandated. You are mandated that you share that Christ. You have the right to call yourself the son of Jesus. You have the right to call yourself that you're a child of God. You're a child of Jesus. So what did you do with my son, Jesus? That's a question that God is going to ask. In other words, we need to spread this Jesus. We tell the nations about this Jesus. We tell our communities about this Jesus. We use our influence to tell the communities, the villages, 
the countries, the nations, the continents, everywhere about this Jesus. Even our families, the children that we produce, the friends that we have in life, the peer groups that we have in life, the friends that we, friendships that we create, and so many connections that we have with people. We need to tell these people about this Jesus because it is our Lord. Go in all the earth, preach the gospel. Whoever believes and get baptized will be saved. And the question he will ask everyone who is a member of his family is, what did you do with the time and the resources and the influence I gave you? Now that is the second question. What did you do with the time and the resources and the influence I gave you? Most of times we have complaints, we have tendencies. No, I don't have media. How will I stand? How will I do this? The Bible told us in point number two, the power, and that is the Holy Spirit. And I've just told you, I didn't wait to have laptops, having media, and having television, and so on. No. But I had to begin with my smartphone. If you don't have a smartphone, you have a button phone. Start with the praise God, sending someone a message. I hope you find, create a gospel conversation. Create a conversation from how was your night to Jesus is faithful, he work in your life. Otherwise, if you do not apply that, there is no way how we are going to stand. In other words, there is no complaint, no compromise. No one is going to say, you know, I didn't have resources, what and what. No, you have influence in your own way. In the family that you have, your children that you have. Do you at least organize prayer sessions? Do you at least organize so on? Everything. Therefore, my conclusion is, I want to influence this world in light of the next. That is our calling as kingdom builders. As kingdom builders, we need to put this in our mind. We have to influence this world in the light of the next. And it's our calling. We are kingdom builders. No compromise. No one is going to say that, ah, I did not do this or I could not manage. You can make it. Therefore, ladies and gentlemen, no one is going to say that this and this could not work out. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your love. We thank you for the word that you've shared. We pray that you continue to lead us and show us really as kingdom builders, guide us and show us the right way how to do things. We have no complaint. We have all the resources. Where we walk, where we go, where we live and everything that we are doing. We pray that you continue to guide us and lead us in the right way and the right path that you want us to take. Reminds us always that we are not on our own. We have the Holy Spirit that you promised amongst us to lead us, guide us, and help us in everything that we are doing. King of glory, Father, as we are spreading the word, as we are letting Jesus Christ be known all over the nations, all over the world, Father, we pray that you continue to give us courage, 
braveness so that we can stand and as we are recalling and quoting Paul's statement that he is not ashamed of the gospel even as we would like to stand without being ashamed of the gospel but we be strong enough to spread your word the reason as to why we go in Bible colleges, we go in different Bible studies, is to get gathering knowledge, and that knowledge we use it to spread your word everywhere. We pray that you won't go back to the way we used to be, but we are moving forward to preach your gospel as the kingdom builders for the kingdom to expand. You desire everyone to come to salvation and to know the truth. Father, let it be as it is in heaven. Let your will be done. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace and your might. Amen and amen. Thank you very much, everyone, who have been listening. May God bless you so much. Yes, Maria Great, I send greetings to you. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for listening. May God bless you so, so much. And uh, yes, let's continue learning God's word. And today we have understood as kingdom builders this topic we are going to resume it on monday and we shall be with pastor richard and he'll be expanding on it giving more of a, uh, explanation of it going deep uh, what really the kingdom builder is and i've just given the glimpse of uh, introduction and of course when we, when we go deep we shall continue even to understand more and discover more of the things and at the end of the day the kingdom of God will be benefited. We would like to thank God for this evening. Thank you so much, everyone. May God bless you. Have a nice time. Let's meet tomorrow in lunch hour with the Pastor Austin from uh, India. Yes, please, you tune in um, at, at, at 1 p.m. Yes, at 1 p.m. No, 1 p.m. or 1.30. Yeah, we might start at 1.30. And uh, that is lunch hour, Pastor Austin from uh, India. And then on Friday we shall have um, teacher Nicholas. Yes, so let's be there by God's grace. Have a good night in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. <laughs>